0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is scheduled for all. All right, welcome back, everybody. My name is Robbie, as you know. Uh, So this is going to be our episode three of Unbroken Tenacity. Last month, we were talking about opportunities, and the month before that was just more of an introduction of who I was, but I want to get into a new topic today. So based off all the opportunities that we were given, good and bad, I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now that may seem like a very familiar title. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. Fun fact about me, I like watching Clint Eastwood movies, so that's why the name of today is The Good, The Bad and the Ugly. The reason we call it The Good, The Bad and the Ugly is because I want to talk about like different emotions that we go through, positivity, negativity, everything that goes through our head with anxiety or pretty much anything that we go through every day. We're We're gonna piece it apart through pretty much the segments the good the bad and the ugly sorry if i'm very repetitive on that title but it's just to get a point across and get the message that i'm trying to portray let's start off with the good when we think about the good it's everything that's positive in our life so it's like either getting a new job getting a car something little as you were able to make food you were able to give food um yeah just little things like that it's a little cliche but it is the little things that matter for me when i was growing up i was limited to like the things that i had not because my parents didn't want to buy it for us but because we didn't have the money for it i understand completely i mean in a family five that's a lot to be buying everybody what they want it's mostly what we need at the time i didn't grasp that concept until i was a little bit older when i started making my own money because it was just like Damn, I don't have what I needed, but I really want a lot of the things that I wanted. And ever since I started making my own money, I started buying everything I wanted, but I never bought anything I really needed. It's something you learn when you become independent and yeah, to manage your own money wisely. But as a kid, I just wanted everything new. I wanted new shoes, new games, new toys, all that stuff. But my parents never bought it for me. And there was a reason why they never bought it for me. To me, as a kid, this was a bad thing that I didn't have what I wanted or anything like that. But it comes to the point where you're just like, damn, I had everything I needed, though. Like, my parents always provided for me. There was nothing that I didn't need that I did not have. As my dad always said, be thankful that you had a roof over your head. You had food and you had a place to shower. You had just everything you needed, even though it wasn't what you wanted. That to me was the good in life that i never really appreciated when i was a kid but i feel like mostly as a kid you're still developing a mindset so it's understandable why you would see that as a good thing but with a better developed mind you can see that all these things that you have and grasp your hands even it's uh, a need or want other people don't have it like you do just because other people don't have it like you do doesn't mean that You're better than them or they're better than you. We're all different and we all have to struggle in a different way, shape or form. I've also had the mindset that if you have it, give it. And that's something that my dad implanted in my head just because he was like, some people don't have it but if you have it and you have enough, why don't share it? I personally tried my best to live by that. I still try to live by that just because I know some people don't have what I have, but if I have enough, I'm a share. I don't care if it's like money, I don't care if it's food, I don't care if it's just something as small as like a water bottle or something. I'm still gonna try to provide, e- no matter what. Sometimes I may not even know the person that well, but I'm still willing to give a hand, you know? I would say another portion of the good is being able to share the good, provide the good, and be the good. You may be wondering, what exactly is the good? I would describe the good as that feeling you would get when you help somebody. I'm talking about something that you're willing to do, not something like, oh, my gosh, I have to go do it myself because they need help and they can't do it. Not that feeling. But the feeling you get when you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm down to help you. Let's see where it goes. Let's see how I can, uh, you know, lend an assisting hand. After you completed what you said you were going to do, right, there's that feeling that you're like, oh, my gosh, you know. That was actually pretty cool. I was tired, I'm burnt out. But at the end of the day, you're like, I did good. I did good today, you know? That's the good. Another example of the good is pretty much, let's say if one of your friends or family members, they got kicked out of their house, they don't got nowhere to stay. You're able to provide that. So if you're willing to and you wanna help them out, you give them shelter, you give them food, give them that new start that they need because they just lost everything. The fact that you're able to help that person get back on their feet that's the good now that feeling isn't always going to feel like it's the right type of good for me it's paying for college i think it's a good benefit i think it's a great way to expand your horizons great way to branch yourself out into different uh career paths and even introducing you to other people the one thing I hate about college is the expenses I recently went on a bus ride not too long ago and I got introduced to some random guy that was standing at the bus stop as well he had his airpods in he saw that I was there I had my headphones in but he took out his uh, airpods I took off my headphones and we started to have a conversation he was talking about the bus fare and, like, how students get free and stuff like that. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm a student, so I get the bus ride free, so it's not an issue for me. He's like, ah, two bucks isn't that bad. And he was like, are you studying at the, the college right here? I was like, yeah. He's like, what are you studying? Of course, I go on my spiel that uh, I study forensics, and I want to be uh, either a forensic anthropologist or a homicide detective. Or We get on the bus, and he was like, wow, that's interesting because I, I graduated not too long ago. And by not too long ago, this man was talking about, like, back in the 1990s, 1980s. I don't remember what year he told me, but very interesting. He was like, yeah, not so long ago. I was like, oh, okay. So we're going deep in the conversation. He was like, how much is tuition nowadays? I was like, honestly, I'm paying about, like, close to three grand just for a few classes. He's like, wow, that's crazy. He's like, for me, I took about, like, six classes, and it was, like, two fifteen. That blew my mind, because it's not the first time that somebody has told me that. One of my professors has actually told me. He's like, yeah, back here when I used to attend Stan, it was, like, $200, $300 for a few classes. And he's like, you guys are paying, like, way more. It's like, I don't know why they bumped up the price, but they're always, like, adding fees and other things that you're probably not even going to use. But you should take advantage of it, you know? You know, just thinking about that conversation with the guy, it's just like, damn, dude, I wish I was in your footsteps you know that i'm able to graduate on time that i pretty much didn't have to pay much out of pocket or struggle with the, the amount that financial aid never covered but you had to look at the the bigger picture of it he was telling me because he was very interested you know he was making conversation not a lot of people like making conversation on the bus everybody's just like doing their own thing it's nice to have somebody to like just like hey how you doing how's your day going you know no i could have done two things I could have got upset and be like damn why am I paying this much and this and that or I could have just you know like wow that's amazing you know that's crazy that you got to do that I was like for me no but at the end of the day you know I'm still here still going to college there's a reason why I'm pursuing it he goes along to tell me he's like yeah back here in Turlock this whole shopping center at Vista Crossing he's like this area was just cattle when I was up here just cattle he's like and student housing was off campus he was like, it was kind of pricey at the time because, you know, everybody wanted student housing. There was no housing on campus. So he was like, was pure cattle in the middle of nowhere, not doing anything. But he said, that's where we like to be. It was something different. As a lot of people know, Turlock doesn't have much to do. I mean, the funnest thing that we can do out here is probably go to Target. And I probably go to about Target like maybe three, four times a week just because, you know, I might need something or I might want something. So Target's probably the fun thing to do out here, but seeing it from that guy's perspective, he was like, yeah, it was just cattle. We can not do much, you know? And that was just an eye-opener because we have a lot more than what that guy was offered back in the days. But also he was still grateful for what he got. He got his degree and he did good. I'm doing the same thing and I'm doing good myself. I might not like the pricing and the way everything's going, but I'm still trying to pursue my degree. So, I mean, i got nothing to be mad about although that he had probably like easier expensive back in the day but you also got to keep in mind that everything that's going on today in the world inflation is skyrocketing heavy with that just alone all the prices are going up and then you think it's a good thing that minimum wage is going up as well but honestly it's not yeah we're getting paid an extra dollar or an extra 50 cents whatever the minimum is but it's trying to balance out the inflation that's going on but it doesn't balance out anything it's just like oh my gosh it got more expensive but that's why they give us another dollar it's so expensive we got to pay you another dollar just so you can be like oh my gosh you know we got to raise it doesn't make a difference at all california is probably like one of the highest places with the fattest inflation rate just because there's a lot of people living here Honestly, California is not that great to live here. It's a beautiful place, but it's not that great because of the inflation, the rent, the bills. Everything's just so skyrocketed. It's not even, it's not even a joke. Now let's take New York, for example. Everything that we've seen in a movie or whatever people have told us is pretty much true. Heavily congested there's a lot of cars there there's a lot of people a lot of people don't even like using their cars because it's so congested that walking is probably even faster or even taking the local transit but from what i know from what people have told me and like what i've seen in things that a studio apartment is probably like close to like 2k 3k and it's can you even call it a studio if it's a very small it's just like a room and they consider that a studio yeah over here we're complaining that a thousand two hundred is probably too much for renting an apartment by yourself but you got to remember these guys in new york are over here renting a room that's considered an apartment and who knows they have a bed and a couch a tv a fridge and a small little stove and one little compartment at the end of the day who's going to be grateful for what you got I would say I'm pretty grateful for what I'm paying right now. I mean, I personally would love to go visit New York. Would I live there? Probably not. Then you got other states that have a lower minimum wage than us, which is perfectly fine. But their minimum wage reflects what pretty much their inflation rates are. For example, I had a coworker that I was talking to the other day about where she's from, and... She was telling me that the state was paying the minimum wage there was like about seven dollars I think roughly I could be wrong but it's somewhere around there I was like damn well we're our minimum wage is already close to 16. I mean everything pretty much out there was like damn how do they make a living out there well I mean inflation isn't that bad out there but I mean it's still bad because I mean look at what you're making and it also depends what type of job you have as well but like I said At the end of the day, what are you going to be grateful for? For what we have, what they have. You know, at the end of the day, I'm grateful for what I have. And I'm pretty sure wherever anybody is, they're probably grateful for what they have too. You know, we both might be struggling. But at the end of the day, we're still making ends meet. I would definitely rank that as uh, something that's good. That's the good in my eyes. Now let's make a transition into the bad. So, the bad. Let's talk about that. Now, this is not a topic that I'm saying that is going to be very dramatic, very uh, heartfelt. No, I feel like the bad is just something that just happens to all of us. When there's the good, you're always going to have your bad. It's yin, and yang. This is something I feel like a lot of people struggle with handling sometimes. I know personally, when I was younger, it was something that I, I struggled with personally sometimes you just go along your day and you're just like things aren't going right i don't know what to do i hate today i don't want to do this today it's something that happens to all of us it's out of our control i think it's the way you react or the actions that you take towards it that can make the biggest transition of that bad a good example of this is pretty much let's say if you wanted to go on a trip you've been planning it for like a year a few months and you were planning to go with somebody next thing you know they're like oh i can't go because you know somebody's sick i'm sick um i don't have the money for it you know something came up it's out of your control you can't do nothing about it i know it's something that you're just like oh my gosh i had it planned already i wanted to go i upset so it makes you angry and it's very understandable why you're upset i completely understand why you're upset nobody wants anybody's plans cancelled in the first place but if it happens, it's out of our control and it depends what you want to do with it. So you just got that information, right? How are you going to act? What are you going to do on it? Are you going to talk to a person and make them feel bad that you can't go because you wanted to go? So because they can't go, you can't do what you want. Or you can come to terms with it and talk to the other person, tell them how you feel. Uh, but that you understand the situation and maybe you guys can plan something different. I mean, some people can just stay mad at it for a really long time and hate on the person. And you know what? It's not even their fault, you know? They weren't expecting what was going to happen. You can't do nothing about it. There was this one day that I wasn't having a good day. I don't remember what was going on, but all I knew, it wasn't a good day. I was talking to one of the freshmen I knew at the time, and she was like, Hey, how's it going? And I was like, you know what? I'm not having too much of a good day, you know? It's just one of those days. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but always keep this in mind. It's a bad day, not a bad life. That right there, that changed my whole perspective on everything, honestly. Because a lot of us, we would see like, damn, this bad day is going to ruin my whole entire life. But I mean, you'll go to sleep, you'll wake up, maybe you'll still be mad about it, but I mean, you're still alive, you're still doing what you got to do. It hasn't really affected anything. When I was younger, I had really bad anger issues um it was something that I felt like I couldn't control something that was out of my capability but I just felt something that I had to do something about it because I wasn't getting my way or doing something I couldn't do with all that I feel like I gained one aspect out of that and I guess it was my patience I've been told by multiple people it's like how are you so patient and calm when there's something serious going on well, to be honest, it wasn't always good for me when I was younger. Um, I didn't know how to be patient. I didn't know how to be calm. I feel like it was something that my dad struggled with a lot with me. It was me being impatient. There was a lot going on with my life when I was a little bit younger, but like my teenage years. So, I mean, from my perspective, I can see why I was mad all the time. From a different point of view, I can see how people were like, damn, this kid don't listen. This kid is rebellious, but... Honestly, they didn't even know what was going on in my life, so how were they supposed to know why I was the way I was acting? Most kids don't act out because they want to. It's because there's a lot of things that are going on in their life that they can't really express that at home, or if they do, that's pretty much how they express it. The bad doesn't have to be something out of anger, but it can also be out of sadness, too. I feel like that's where kind of bipolar comes in because sometimes you feel angry sometimes you feel sad sometimes you feel mellow sometimes you feel happy there are possible ways of controlling all that even if you do or do not have bipolar disorder regardless of what you have I feel like you're very capable of changing how you do certain things when you feel a certain way like I said at the beginning of the bad skit pretty much I feel like It depends how you react and what you do on what makes something bad. An example of this, I would probably say like, oh, you know, you're at a restaurant, you order something and you're like, oh, this is not what I ordered. You got two ways to act for this. You can nicely ask the person, hey, I didn't order this and just be like, do you mind making me what I ordered? Or you can be real stuck up and be like, this is not what I ordered, I don't want it, I need to talk to your manager, I need to do this, I need to do that. Don't make a scene, it's not that big of a deal. It's crazy because let's say if you're eating out with a person like that and it's so hard to calm them down and be like, damn, I'm just trying to enjoy my food, man. And there goes the day because of them. That's probably my bad for the day, but their bad for the day was that they got their wrong order two different bads in the situation but who reacted worse sometimes these bad days tend to pile up on each other and different things happen that are going to make you more angry more frustrated so I understand why some people will act out like that but sometimes you see people who are acting out like that and they were like oh my gosh I just did that they realize what they did they apologize and everybody's very understanding of what they did depending on what they did of course so my understanding of what the bad is is pretty much something that tends to happen can't do nothing about it you know life goes on i do believe it's something that you can alter something that you could possibly make the bad into a good or just see the good into the bad So let's get into the ugly, where to start on here is very, I would say it's very difficult to think what is the ugly, I feel like it's something that can branch back into the bad, but it's something that you're not capable of changing the outcome of it, or possibly making a different solution for it, it's just, it is what it is once I got out of that phase of uh, learning how to be patient learning how to be calm learning how to manage everything that was bad in me and turning it into good I pretty much felt invincible honestly and by that I just felt like nothing really bothered me and I was just going with the flow of things and a lot of my friends were like dude this is just happening with what's going on like why are you not like reacting to this I was like well I mean things happen you can't really do much I mean the way I like to see it in like very serious situations. Um, For example, if I start crying, I feel like other people might cry, or if I'm upset, somebody's gonna feel upset as well. I'm trying to prevent a chain reaction from going on. Not saying that's why I'm patient, I just feel like I can see why things happen and I understand why things happen. So that's why it doesn't really faze me as much. And that's why I was always calm the whole time and I was always reassuring people. I was like, oh, everything's gonna be all right, you know? Instead of panicking and being hysterical, I would offer solutions, some opportunities. It depends on the person. If they wanted to take it, it was up to them. But, you know, I did my portion. I'm trying to make myself feel good and turn the bad into something good. For them, at least. It depends on me as well. But I've never really been anxious. Never really... I can't really say I wasn't sad. I mean, I was sad here and there. Can't say that it was, like, dropping me down sad... But, I mean, I was doing pretty well. And then my dad passed away. That honestly was the moment that I felt like my my life changed a lot. I would definitely classify that as my kryptonite. After that happened, I felt like everything was just... Not that it was going wrong, but I started to feel things that... I, i never thought i was gonna feel for a while i get very stressed out about a lot of things now um i became very anxious and i feel like i get very upset like i wouldn't say like i used to but like it's starting to hit me again that i'm getting upset at little things that are out of my control i definitely grew out of that mentality that i wasn't gonna be able to like manage my anger or like be calm or patient. And then that period that I learned how to like control that and pretty much enjoy life a little bit better, that curveball ball was thrown at me and I just kept on swinging at them. That build up and anticipation that was, like each ball that was thrown at me you know, I was just so anxious to hit it, you know, three strikes you're out. Once I hit out, it was just, it was rock bottom, honestly. I really had the impression that me being independent was a good thing and that I was capable of doing it but you know I've always called my dad for advice you know I, I feel like everybody does you know you'll call your parent and be like hey I don't know how to do this or what do you think about this what do you think about that you know um but yeah not having not having that is just a different ball game honestly now, but just bringing all that up, you think about it and you're just like, damn, how can, I, how can I change that? How can I flip it into something that's bad or ugly into something good or tolerable? Um, you can't, it sucks that you can't change it because it's not like you can be like, oh, I mean, you know, I'd be happier without it. Um, no, um, definitely not the case, not the case at all. That was way completely out of my control. I can't do nothing about it. It already happened, you know. The most I could probably do is probably cherish the moments that I had with my dad and just look back at the good things that I had with my dad. And that's pretty much how I can make it good. But I mean, just looking at certain things, like, you know, like the hat that I have uh, from him that I had bought him a while ago, you know, I'll wear it here and there. But like, just looking at it, it's like, you know, it's not even my hat, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to make it something good, even if you put like a good connotation towards it. It's something that I'm definitely going to look back at a lot and it's just going to be on replay in my head every single day, you know. It's something that you kind of just have to come to terms with and live with and just hope for the best, honestly, for yourself. That's probably the best way I can describe the ugly, especially from my perspective. Um, another they could probably be kind of ugly it was probably like maybe losing a job because that's your only source of income because you know you're probably making enough to get through living you know I mean you can also be kicked out of your household and you don't have a place to stay you're out on the streets you don't got food you know that's pretty ugly I mean you could try to change it but like who knows how long you know that switch is gonna flip I can't compare most of my problems to, like, other people and what they've gone through. But, I mean, I can relate to, like, what I felt, what I thought, and pretty much how I got over it or pretty much how I cope with it. Everybody's situation is way different. And, you know, it's kind of beautiful that everybody's is because if we all had the same situation, I feel like it would just be very monotone and life would be kind of boring. Life is very interesting and you never know where you're going to get. I also believe this is something that is bound to happen regardless of what type of life you're living. No matter what's happening, something ugly is going to happen. That's the sad reality of it. I really can't speak for everyone, but I feel like it's something that we all have to experience in order to pretty much live life. In the grand perspective of everything. You're going to have to live with the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's something that we can't predict, and you can't alter it. You can't prevent it, you know. It, I mean, we do a lot of things to try to prevent whatever happens, but it's kind of hard to predict it, so that's where it comes. kind of hard to take care of it. I would like to suggest whenever you see something good, you know, take advantage of it. Cherish it when you see something bad. Try to turn that bad into something good. And when something ugly happens, try to cope with it with the best that you can. The reason I make these podcasts is because I want something to be relatable for people that are going through similar things that I have or going through right now. Like I've said multiple times, I wanna use this as a platform for people to reach out to me so I can, you know, be the good into somebody's day. I wanna be able to change the mindset of the bad into something good. I want to help motivate and like educate people on everything that I've been through to help them get through what they've been through or going through. It's something that I want to repeat always something that I want to push for because it's something that I believe in. I'm aware that my podcast is a monthly based podcast. It's just something that works best for me. So I do work two jobs and I am attending school. So it's just something that works best for me so I can like have so much time to record and edit. So that's the reason why it's a monthly podcast, but it doesn't mean that you guys cannot reach out to me. I have TikTok and Instagram for my podcast, so that's why it's there for so you guys can reach out to me if you guys wanted to. Even though I may not seem active on either of my social media platforms, uh, like I said, I'm pretty busy, but I'm still trying to roll out episodes every every month um i'm trying to be more active on social media as well i'm just trying to get things laid out to see what works best for me and like what little things here and there i can do like maybe weekly or bi-weekly just to have more interaction more activity you know just to grow the channel a bit more grow my audience with that being said i hope you guys like today's episode this podcast is for everybody and i want to be that assisting hand that i want to lend everybody other than that thank you for listening to the podcast today guys I hope you have a good rest of your day. Be smooth and be safe. One, two, three, it's over.